You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. You know, one of the things that we're going to be talking about tonight is greatness. And in Luke chapter 1, verse 31 to 33, the Bible reads, You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. Now, one of the things we've been focused on last year was Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. One of the things in the book of Luke that is profound is that when when Luke talked about Jesus, he talked about him being great. And the the theme for tonight, the lesson title tonight is called The Pursuit of Greatness. And as we head into, as we are into 2021, our first midweek service, I'd like to talk about this lesson called The Pursuit of Greatness. Because Jesus was great. God is great. His church is great. And we're called to do great things as well. Now, when we talk about greatness, sometimes... You know, I can feel a lot of pressure when we talk about the pursuit of greatness and it makes me feel like, gosh, there's so many different things I got to do and add to my already long to do list. But one of the things Jesus does is he defines greatness. And we're going to talk about two ways tonight. Jesus defines greatness. We can be great in his kingdom. We can be great in his church and pursue greatness. But he defines it through humility and through service. That, that there are ways that we can be great. And I appreciate that about Jesus because I want to be great for God. I want to do, be great for my wife. I want to be great for my kids and, and be a great minister that can, can do a great job of serving and meeting the needs in the church. And I appreciate Jesus calling us to be great, that we can do great things in, in 2021, especially in the midst of the pandemic, especially in the midst of racial issues. Uh, we can do amazing things through God if we are close to him, if we're connected to him. And uh, I look forward to talking about this tonight. I'm pretty excited about it, actually. In Matthew chapter 18, in verse 1 through 4 in the Living Bible, the Bible says, About that time, the disciples came to Jesus to ask which of them would be greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus called a small child over to him and set the little fellow down among them and said, Unless you turn to God from your sins and become as little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, anyone who humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus defined what greatness looks like. You know, in the world, we can be doing a lot of things and, and, and people around us can be going, wow, this person is great. He's doing great things, but Jesus might not think that's great. And so the, the things that we're going to be talking about today is, is what moves his heart. It's what inspires him. It's what gets his attention. It's what interrupts his day is when we're doing things that he would consider as great. And in 2020, one of the things, I mean, boy, our whole world was rocked. Our lives were turned upside down. And our theme for 2020, if you look at this slide, was called Fix Your Eyes on Jesus. And I appreciate Robert and Michelle's leadership to focus us on fixing our eyes in Jesus. And that's what we've been doing in the, in, in the midst of our pandemic 
is trying to fix our eyes on Jesus and look at Jesus and everything that's happening in the world. That that's the lens through which that's our glasses, our lens to which we see the world is we're going to look at look at Jesus. How would Jesus do it? How would he handle it? And as you look at the slide, we focused on two things in 2020 walking with God. Do you know that we've done over 345 lessons in 2020? Let me say that one more time. We have done over 345 lessons in 2020. I don't think I've ever been a part of a ministry that has done that many lessons in one calendar year. Spanish lessons, English lessons, and, and I am proud to be part of the Metro LA region, to be, to be in a leadership group and to be part of a church that is into the Word of God. That is just, that we delight in God's Word. It is like honey. It, it tastes, it's sweet to our, you know, it, it's sweet. We taste it and, and we dive into it. And I appreciate that kind of leadership from the Carrillos and Webers of just focusing us to walk with God in the midst of all kinds of chaos in our world. The second thing we focused on was just walking with one another, where we have church unity. I can say with 100% certainty that our staff, the Carrillos, Webers, and, and the Kiainas, we are 100% unified uh, in, in the leadership here with, with our staff. And our, for the last four months of 2020, we focused on just staff unity, just dealing with the elephants and, and sacred cows in the room and, and just making sure we, we address it, we repent of it. And we've asked the church to do the same, that we will not be a church that is going to be disunified. We will be 100% unified. And as we went through a, a, a challenging time last year, our church has done fantastic. And I want to I want to thank the church for your sacrifice and for for uh, sticking with it with these two areas of focus in 2020 walking with God and walking with one another you know in Matthew chapter 3 in verse 16 and 17 as we talk about humility I want to look at Jesus because he's the example he's our example and 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 that's what moves my heart in Matthew chapter 3 and verse 16 and 17 the Bible reads as soon as Jesus was baptized he went up out of the water At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. You know, in two years of grad school, this is one of the first passages we look at that talk about a God-centered identity, that Jesus was humble enough on the day that he was baptized to pay attention and to listen to God. You know, that there's a side of Jesus that was divine, but there's also a side of Jesus that was human and that he also needed some encouragement as well. And he learned to listen to his father. And if there's anything about being humble, it's learning to listen to God in all areas of our life, no matter what's happening around us. You know, and I want to encourage us with pursuing humility this year in 2021, because you can't control anything happening in the world. All you can control is how you respond in the midst of chaos, in the midst of our pandemic, in the midst of racial issues, in the midst of our economy. All you can do is just respond in the midst of all that. And one of the things I want to encourage us is to listen to God. You know, this past December, I finally wrapped up 
two years of grad school from Rochester University and received my master's of religious education and missional leadership. And one of the things I, I, I look back at these last two years is, is just the amount that we're exposed to God's word. You know, how much, how many books that we have read. And I want to show you a slide here. In two years, this has been my reading schedule uh, over the last two years. So if you thought I was a little occupied, I was. Uh, I, I had the privilege of reading 37 books in the last two years, about nine books per semester and just diving into the books and, uh, you know, just learning how to listen in the midst of it. That's, that's a skill that is huge in the program that I was in is, is learning to be a great listener to God, but also to his word and, and books represent what people, how people view God's word and how people, uh, translate it and talk about it. And, and, and we, I was in a program that had a pretty heavy reading schedule there, just diving into the word every nine weeks. We're, 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 you know, reading nine book, nine to 11 books. And, uh, I, I had so much encouragement from it, but it taught me how to listen. And I want to thank the church for a minute because I know many of you were involved in 12 different projects that I participated in. And I know it, it, it benefited me in it. I know I got a lot of great responses from a lot of the members in the church participating in these projects. And I've learned over the last two years just how to stop for a minute and listen, you know, and I'm not a great listener. I've had to work on this and, and this has been, you know, I'm going to dive in. Robert gave me a couple more books that I'm going to be diving into uh, over the next couple months is diving into four more books that are going to educate me and continually keep me in this in this mode of of wanting to learn. And I appreciate that Jesus pursued greatness in, in a sense where he was humble. You know, he learned to listen to God. There was a side of him that needed to learn to listen to God, you know, but he also, you know, one of the things that is good for us is we can listen to his word. We get to have the word of God, but also we get to have books that help expand our mind and broaden our horizons to how we engage God and how we think about God and imagine God. Uh, and so I want to encourage us to continually, if you, if you subscribe to our newsletter, you're going to see a whole list of books that Robert has put out there that can really encourage, feed our faith and feed our souls and open our minds to new ways of thinking and engaging God. Because at the end of the day, as we pursue, pursue humility, we're going to learn so much about God in the midst of no matter what happens. And I appreciate that being a priority. That will be a priority in our church again in 2020. In in Luke in Matthew chapter four in verse eleven we see another side of Jesus. It says, "Then the devil left him, and angels came and attended to him." This is when Jesus went to the desert, and for forty days and forty nights he he was tested and he fasted, right? And and he went through a difficult time. And he and one of the cool things about it, and it's easy to overlook this passage, but it says, "Then the devil left him, and angels came and attended it." attended him. Here's my question. What did the angels do? I would like to know what the angels said to Jesus. I would like to know how they attended to him and what they did with him. Because obviously there's a side of Jesus that's human. And we have to learn that in difficult times, we listen to God in the midst of what's happening in our difficult times, the same way Jesus did here. In the New Living, it says that the angels came and took care of him. In the message, it says that the test was over, the devil left, and in his place, angels. And angels came and took care of Jesus' needs. And 
what, what I love about this is that, man, Jesus went through difficult times, but I believe he was listening. I believe he was humble enough to listen to what's going on and attending to that in the midst of it, that kind of difficulty. Another area that we can learn to listen is when we go through disruptive times has has 2020 been a disruptive time for you i mean we've done we've there's so many things that are different now in our church because of 2020 because of a disruptive time in luke chapter 22 when jesus was in the garden of gethsemane and he was sweating blood because he was going to be going to the cross and he was going to die soon he went through a disruptive time in the garden and, and he, while his disciples slept, he prayed. And it says, an angel from heaven in Luke 22 verse 43, an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. Again, it's easy to read that whole passage and miss this point here about even Jesus needed some strengthening. Even Jesus needed an angel to come and speak to him and talk to him. And like, again, I'd like to ask the question, what happened here? How did the angel strengthen Jesus? I mean, obviously the God and the angels thought Jesus needed some kind of strengthening. So this, you know, he sent the angel to Jesus and Jesus was strengthened and ended up having the resolve to go to the cross. And, and disruptive times are one of, the ways that God brings about change in our lives. It's unfortunate. You know how I've been a Christian for, uh, since 1992. Okay. And for 28 years, right. It's going to be going on my 29th year. And, and, and I don't like disruptive times. I, one of the things I learned from last year is I just don't like disruptive times. I, I want things to be neat and clean and easy. And that, oh, I, I read my Bible and, oh, I got this huge revelation because I just read it. But you know, the times I've learned the most about God is this past year, is in 2020, is, is being in a disruptive time and attending to God in the midst of the disruptive time. That What may be the Spirit be up to in the midst of something that is disruptive? I want you to think about your life for a minute and think about what was disruptive last year in 2020. The pandemic, racial issues, the economy, you know, the, the elections, the, the different divisiveness that happened in, in, in talking about politics, looking at the news. I mean, there's so many things that were disruptive to our lives last year. Uh, even in the church, you know, we, we didn't meet for a whole year, right? I mean, or actually nine months out of the year, we didn't meet. Starting March, we started going to online services and, and, you know, I want to introduce this, this, uh, uh, terminology that I learned in grad school called Advent eschatology. And eschatology is, is talking about end times. And this idea of Advent eschatology is about like the future, God's preferred future, the kingdom of God breaking into our present age and disrupting things to bring about newness and to bring about God's will. And as we go through disruptive times, I want to encourage us to, as we pursue humility, to learn to listen in the midst of disruptive times. That disruptive times is perhaps the time when God is speaking to us the most. If, if we can just pay attention to what's going on and attend to ourselves, to what the Spirit may be doing in the midst of our disruptive time. And that's what Advent eschatology is. It's, it's the God's preferred future breaking into the present so as to bring about 
new possibilities, possibilities of, of, of new ways of thinking and, and innovation takes place oftentimes in disruption because we're going through a difficult time. And I'm not saying that God caused the pandemic. I'm not saying because I, I do know that there's people who've experienced loved ones, family members, friends, you know, who, who have, who have lost loved ones because of the pandemic or went through difficult times and are in the hospital right now. I'm not saying God is causing all of that. But what I am saying is in the midst of disruptive times, God's participation can be heavily involved in it, bringing about newness that if we're not paying attention and attending to God in the midst of that, we're going to miss the newness and the possibility of new things happening because we're so focused on what we lost or what we don't have or just the disruption that is going on. And and one of the things I love about Jesus is that he's so good at listening to God in the midst of disruptive times. An angel came to strengthen him. And and I believe, you know, he must have listened to him some somehow, some way, because he was strengthened after that to go to the cross. And that's so impressive on Jesus' part that, remember, he was divine, but he also was human and, and needed to get some encouragement and needed, you know, angels to come and strengthen him and encourage him as he was going through difficult times. In, in Hebrews chapter 5, Another thing that Jesus was great at as well that I, that I want to encourage us is to, to listen in the midst of suffering as we go through suffering. In Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7 to 10, it reads, During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he had offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Son though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered and once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey and was designated by God to be high priest in the order of Melchizedek. One of the things about Jesus' humility is that he was able to listen in the midst of suffering. And I want to introduce another term that just for you to think about. We, in the last one, it, listening in disruptive times, you know, being humble enough to listen in disruptive times. This, that idea of Advent eschatology, the, the God's preferred future breaking into the present, causing disruption and bringing about newness because of it. So like when somebody studies the Bible, that's an example of that is as people get exposed to God and his word, sometimes disruption takes place and they, and, and it brings about newness in their own lives. They end up dying to themselves and becoming a new creation. And that new creation continues to the day you die. God is all Always bringing about restoration, reconciliation, and newness into our lives if we allow it to happen. But as we go through those disruptive times, we can also learn about listening in the midst of our suffering. And Jesus had to learn obedience through suffering. He had to suffer in order to learn as well. And, and I tell you, man, the pain is the great equalizer. It's the best teacher out there that teaches us you know, what we need to learn in the, in the midst of some of our challenging times. I want to introduce you to another term, cruciform theology is, is part of being in graduate school is, is learning about theology and, and cruciform theology is about the theology of the cross that we as Christians learn how to go the way of the cross in everything that we do. So loving your enemies, you can't be 
You can't be proud and love your enemies. You know what I mean? You have to be humble in order to do that because there's, there's certain jumps that have to happen spiritually in order for us to put our egos and pride down for a minute and then love somebody who perhaps is hurting us or, or, and that, and that's the way of the cross. It's always difficult. It's always painful. It's always hard to do. And yet that is what we are called to do as Christians. It's to go the way of the cross. And that when we go through suffering, we embrace a cruciform life that that's where true life really is, is in the midst of suffering. And we respond with love and with faith and with grace because we see Jesus's example. And, and so as we dive, as we head into 2021, as we get get into more midweeks and our Sunday services and and your the calendar is going to be coming out soon and. And you're going to see all the different events on the calendar. I pray that we will we will pursue greatness in a way that is humble, that we're going to be great learners through not only God, through his word, through different resources that we're reading through through difficulty, through disruptive times but also through our own suffering that we're going to do. I think sometimes as Christians, for me, I struggle with this, you know, because I go, I'm a Christian. I'm not supposed to suffer like this. No, we are. We are supposed to suffer. In fact, it's in the midst of suffering that we're going to experience new life. And so I want to encourage us as we, as we pursue greatness to pursue humility in 2021. The second way we can pursue greatness in 2021 is through service. And in Matthew chapter 20, verse 24 to 28, the message reads, When the ten others heard about this, they lost their tempers, thoroughly disgusted with the two brothers. So Jesus got them together to settle things down. He said, You've observed how godless rulers throw their weight around, how quickly a little power goes through their heads. It's not going to be that way with you. Whoever wants to be great must become your servant. Whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. That is what the Son of Man has done. He came to serve, not be served, and then to give away his life in exchange for the many who are held hostage. The second way we can pursue greatness in God and his kingdom is through service. And and I really want to lift up our church right now and thank the church for for your year of serve. I mean years of service, but especially this past year as as we went through a disruptive time and and not being able to see each other and still trying to serve one another and to engage and 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 be able to, you know, stay close and connected when we haven't met. And and to be quite honest, our our church has done great. I want to show you a slide for a minute that, you know, I'm moved when I'm talking about this because, you know, there was a time maybe three years ago where I used to sit in a room and dream what our church would be like if, if we focus on God and, you know, through the Carrillo's leadership, through, through the, through the, the staff and the, the whole church coming together and focusing on walking with God and walking with one another. It's amazing to see what God has done in 2020 and perhaps our most difficult year, uh, especially, you know, as our church has had to do things differently. In January, this is a slide of our Bible Talk leaders meeting. And to be quite honest, if, if I'm honest, I was sitting in this meeting with a lot of hopes of what would God do with a group that has been through difficult times. 
And I wasn't sure, to be quite honest. And, and I remember Robert talking about uh, the keys to a healthy church, helping the church to get healthy. And to be quite honest, I was pretty cynical back then. You know how like, you're cynical and you hear somebody with vision and you're like, yeah, amen. <laughs> you, you, know, you know how that is, right? Like if you're cynical, you know you're being cynical. Why? Because when somebody has a great idea, you figure out how to shoot that down immediately, right? Oh, we should do this. Yeah, but we've done that before. Yo, we need to do, oh, you know, it's been, it's, it's been tried before. That's how you know you're cynical. And to be quite honest, I, I was cynical in January. And, and th- these are, that was our, uh, our Bible talk leaders meeting. I believe in, I think it was in January. If not, it was in February. And Robert was going through different things that, that he would like to see God do in the church and, and to focus us on just our walk with God, just walking with God and learning to walk with one another. That's it. Simple. But please don't confuse, you know, simple with easy. That doesn't mean it's easy. Walking with God is, is a simple plan, but it's difficult to do on a daily basis uh, if we do it correctly. You know, if we spend that kind of time. But here are the goals that we had. is seven keys to a healthy church in the 21st century. It's great worship, community service, mission-minded, next-gen-oriented. Uh, or next generation being raised up, small, strong, small group, strong Spanish ministry, excellent web presence. And, and through this year, I'm a believer, you know, through this year, God has done some amazing things that I'm blown away, you know, to go, people ask me sometimes, wow, so how do you feel what's going on in your region? I go, it's going amazing in our region right now. Not, not all the things that are, what makes it amazing isn't all the, just the great miracles and things that are happening but how that happens. And that's what's amazing to me is that, you know, we're learning to sail instead of just rowing. You know, rowing is great. Being on the same ICOC, we're good at rowing the boat, you know. And, but after 30 years, 40 years of rowing, you're going to be exhausted. And, and we're learning different ways to do ministry, to learn to sail, to harness the power of the wind, harness the power of the spirit and let the spirit guide the church and lead the church. And we, and we get aligned with that and then miracles happen. And so I want to show you a term that Robert sometimes uses. He calls it spontaneous spirituality that that when we're riding the sails of God when the spirit is guiding us and we're being led forward uh it's not by our own effort that we're doing it in fact we can't even meet right we're not meeting now and yet God is doing amazing things when we're not meeting uh you know and so I want to show you some some things about spontaneous spirituality our staff is unified when years ago we weren't we've hit I believe six out of the seven goals that, that, that we saw in that previous slide. I don't even know how many baptisms and rest, restorations we have, but I believe we're going to end off the year in positive growth. We've had four weddings this year. We started a food bank, right? That served over a hundred disciples in our fellowship. Uh, when, when COVID hit, immediate needs were, were met. And I appreciate the, the members of the food bank. The squad group, we, our own squad group was started in the midst of uh, racial tensions and, and race matters and race issues. Uh, we're so proud of our squad group. There's so many things on the calendar next year that are, that we have opportunities to participate in. Our teens, you know, they, they did a community service that was highlighted on the Torrent City Cable. That was super awesome. And to see our campus lead their own service, that was so inspiring and, and being involved with other regions, uh, you know, working together with other regions doing Bible 
talks, encouraging, sensational singles serving. I really want to lift up a lot of the singles that are that have been serving and 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 you know not being able to necessarily go on dates for many of them during the pandemic, but still you know, going for it and making things happen and, and, and just serving God with all their heart. I know I'm missing some things in here, but I just want to show you what God has done and the faith that has been being built in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of racial issues, people losing their jobs, uh, just a difficult time. Our church has been a great light in the midst of all that. And that's thanks to your relationship with God. That's thanks to God moving, the spirit moving us, but also that we're just trying to focus on the right thing and, and see what God does in it. Our MDs and mature sisters, you know, this our, our older, more mature men and women in the church, you know, faithful, full of wisdom, uh, you know, connect with them. There's so much we can learn from them. They've been great disciples. Having our Soul Sister Friday devotionals where the soul, I call it Soul Sisters, right? The Soul Sisters just having an amazing Friday devotional to encourage the sisters. I know Tian Vu is on it every week. <laughs> I go Tian, you know, he's, 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 he's checking it out. Uh, but so many great devotionals that were done. Angel and Kristen, who served in our teen ministry, has been, you know, added to the staff in Northern Virginia working with the teen. And we did a, a cross country teen, you know, uh, Metro LA, Northern Virginia teen devotional happened a couple weeks ago. That was awesome. Remember, we gave over for world missions. We gave over $125,000 this year for world missions. Amazing. And in 2021, we're going to be doing a workshop with Turning Point and San Fernando Valley next week. We're going to be having our own very workshop on Sunday with Turning Point and San, Ver San Fernando Valley and Metro LA together. That's so awesome. Spontaneous spirituality. How did a lot of these things come about? God, I can't explain it any other way. We're walking with God. We're walking with another with one another, we're, see, we're, we're letting the Spirit lead us. We're focused on the right priorities. And I pray for 2021, we continue to focus on walking with God and walking with one another. We're in our workshop. We're going to have a worksheet that, that goes over different, that, that we can come up with different goals that we focus on during the year. But our main focus really is, is to learn to walk with God, getting deeper in our walk with God and, and getting unified with one another and working through any kind of, uh, sin or any kind of strained relationship so that we can be close and connected and righteous before God. Amen. Martin Luther King Jr. said, not everybody can be famous, but everybody can be great because greatness is determined by service. As we go into our discussion groups tonight, what did you learn about pursuing greatness tonight through humility and through service? What did you learn about it tonight? What, how has the spirit interrupted you for a bit or got your attention uh, about pursuing greatness, humility or service? Secondly, what is the spirit calling you to be or do in 2021? Guys, I ask this question all the time because it, it forces us to think to actually have faith. Because faith isn't just something we believe in. It's something we believe enough to do. Action is involved in it, but belief matters as well. And so 
this question kind of puts us in a position of, of learning to act on something we believe in. That the Spirit is going to be speaking to us during the lesson. During, during Sunday's lesson that Robert did on Gideon was amazing, right? But the, the Spirit is constantly talking to us. And so we must learn to not only believe in the Spirit and believe what He's talking to us about and calling us to do, but also to learn how to put it in action to build our faith and to exercise our faith. So what did you learn tonight about pursuing greatness? As well as what is the Spirit calling you to be or do in 2021? What did we learn? The pursuit of greatness. Jesus defines it two ways. That as we, you know, uh, advance in 2021, that we're going to consider pursuing humility. To pursue listening in the midst of difficulty, disruption, and suffering. That I believe that's probably going to happen again this year. We're not going back to our old way of life. And that is a good thing. Because we're learning how to, to advance in life. We're learning how to move forward in our relationship with God, in our region, in our relationships. But also not only learning to listen to God and, and, and in the midst of dif- difficulty, disruption, and suffering, but we also learn to serve in the midst of that as well. Now, if you're going through difficult times, amen. If you need a break, take that break. Get with God. Get, get with people that can really encourage you to build your faith again. But, but if you are, you know, as, as we dive into even more things, continue to keep serving. Thank you so much for serving. I want to close with never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. And so as we go into 2021, I want to thank the church for your humility, for your service, for your giving, for your faith, for sticking together through a a challenging time in 2020. But as we head into 2021 and as we're as we're moving and as we're seeing the spirit continually lead us, let's continue to walk with God. Let's continue to walk with each other. We look forward to a great Sunday service this weekend, as well as, uh, you know, a, a great workshop coming up soon. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your attention. Have a great evening tonight. You've just listened to the Metro LA podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com.